Shot of Wrestling, episode 89, and away we go. I beat Buck Bear Freestyles and Stone Cold Stunting and hitting the attitude adjustment. Brothers of Destruction, Undertaker Kane, hitting the fire or get pooed like Roman Reigns. Get this dude love and you got my back. Man, you're so kind and hit that Cactus Jack and Patty Yag, the face that runs the place now. So phenomenal and I'm breaking the walls down. You're about to get hit. We going off the script. If you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick. We talk at WWE. It's a shot of wrestling with Green Man and MJP. Thank you, Patty Yak. Welcome to episode 89 of A Shot of Wrestling. I am your host. Michael J. Putty at the helm here in Omega Studios, and with me is the Green Man. What's going on, buddy? How you been? I am feeling so great. You sound great. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm happy that we made it to episode 89. Can you believe it? 89 episodes of a shot of wrestling have gone through. We've gone through interviews. I lost that. Bet. We've gone through games with Michael hates. We've met fans. There's so many great things that have happened. On a shot of wrestling on this show, we've broken news, breaking news. We've had a release on the show. I mean, yep. the list goes on and on beyond the things of our expectation of what this little engine that could could do f- for us, Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. Yeah, well said. What What would you think is maybe one of our biggest accomplishments? Of making it to episode eighty nine. <laughs> Well, I have to say one of our biggest accomplishments is not even yet completed. It's not even fully come to fruition. It has to be our connection with BCW and being the official podcast. That's right. We, a shot of wrestling, are the official podcast for Brie Combination Wrestling presents Final Judgment. Are we the official podcast of the organization or this event? This event. Okay, so if it, do good. May they we'll call us back. back. Okay. Hopefully, <laughs> we we crossed. have one shot, and we're going. Don't miss for... a chance to blow. Cause opportunity comes for a lifetime, <laughs> yo. <laughs> That's right. And we have one shot, and we are going all out. Michael J. Putty, you may not know this because I've been working behind the scenes, behind your back. Where else do you work? <laughs> to pre- to create this great a shot of wrestling promotional table for you. We have a great new banner that we'll be presenting at Brie Combination Wrestling Presents Final Judgment. We'll be pinning. Now, we're big fraternity guys, right? You know how special the pinning ceremony was for us. It essentially just let us know, hey, Spoiler alert. we support Tau Epsilon Phi, and we're ready to pledge this organization because we want to be part of this family. Shut up. Okay. Are we getting pledges? (laughs) So, at Recombination Wrestling, Final Judgment, the green man has procured pins. These little buttons that we will be pinning people. I got to find room for a new paddle. Yeah. (laughs) We, followers of Ishada Wrestling, new followers, friends, families, co-workers, anybody who wants to be part of this family that we're creating could come to BCW Presents Final Judgment on November the 10th at the Elks Lodge and get pinned by the Green Man. Are you ready for that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm ready for pledges. <laughs> well, if that's not enough, Michael J. Putty, let me tell you what else I have. Okay. I don't just have buttons. Oh, no? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I have t-shirts. Okay. All right. T-shirts. We have them in size large and extra large because, you know, wrestling fans are big. And, and, and I know that wrestling girl fans could, like, totally dress them up and wear, like, an extra large as a shirt. So those are the only two sizes. They can we wear have. a shirt as a shirt? A, a shirt you as a dress. dress. There, it there it is. That's why you're the host. That's right. I also have koozies. Now, the Elks Lodge. You got too much. I know. (laughs) Way too much. You're a mind. My mind's being blown right now. (laughs) I know there's a bar at BCW Presents Final Judgment when you could get some green drinks from Mike Orlando, some beers, but you need something to keep them cold. Well, a shot of wrestling will provide you with koozies. Just stop by the table. They're only $5 for a nice koozie that's going to keep your drink nice and cool, baby. That, oh, that's well and dandy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, no one's going to buy that crap, right? Unless you got some girls there to promote their product. Uh, you, have, you have girls? Michael J. Putty, I'm one step ahead of you. I got two girls, oh. two Shadow Wrestling girls who will be at the Elks Lodge when BCW presents Final Judgment on November the 10th, who will be helping us hand out. Because who, who wants to get who? a... a, a, a t-shirt from a shot of wrestling if it's not from a hot girl not me i know so i got some hot girls you tried se- <laughs> some sexy girls maybe sexy same girls who will be giving out t-shirts buttons flyers uh koozies i mean anything we have we have it there and also if you want to be interviewed by a shot of wrestling just come on to a table we're here to talk all the news of professional wrestling we're here to give you this the shot ratings of the matches going on at BCW, whoever you are, whether you have your own podcast, whether you are a fan, whether you're just there for your first time, we want you to come on board, tell us your two cents, and let us know what you think of a shot of wrestling and the show. Now, my head might blow off if you tell me we have a shot of wrestling cell phone cases. Oh, my God. Michael J. Putty. (laughs) It's like you're reading... Someone else is mine because it's uh, not the Green Man's. I do not. I do not have shot of wrestling cell phone cases. <laughs> but if you want shot of wrestling cell phone cases, send us a tweet, send us an email, send us an Instagram message, whatever hats. you want. Hats. You want hats? Whatever you want. <laughs> Where could they, give us your comments? Where could they do that, Michael J. Putty? Uh, shot of wrestling, no A on Twitter. Shot of wrestling on Instagram and on the Facebooks. Um, on Facebook or me directly is at Michael J. Putty <laughs> it could be a shot of wrestling you could also email us at inbox at a shot of com, and that's what we have going on for BCW but you have a card? I, I know I knew you were going to ask that yeah I know I, uh, damn I wish I was prepared and I am about fucking time took eight episodes know. but we did it I know that you are not just showing up for the shot of wrestling to come to the Elks Lodge. It is all about the matches. That's why we support indie wrestling, because it's all about the matches. We have, we've had the Ugly Ducklings here. I went to the pond, remember? I went way deep into the Carolinas. You went missing for three days. The Carolinas. Kakalakis? Kakalakis. And I went and I interviewed the Ugly Ducklings. They have a match with the Adrenaline Express. I mean... You're just going to be quacking along all the way home after this match. Why? Because it's the Ugly Ducklings. Yeah, well, I, Adrenaline Express sounds pretty quack, cool. Quack, 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 quack. Express sounds pretty cool. Quack. Oh, so you're an Adrenaline Express guy? I mean, I'm an Ugly Ducklings cool. guy? Uh, ugly, period. Let, let's put a, 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 a gentlemanly bet that the Ugly Ducklings will win 
Now, if the Ugly Ducklings win, I will bet you a Canadian dollar. I don't have Canadian dollars. Okay, see, that's why it's not, bets are not meant to be easy. And if the Adrenaline Express win, then you get a Canadian dollar. What am I going to do with Canadian dollar? You go to Canada. Put it on a stripper. I don't know. Buy tip tip a bartender. All right. Anyway. <laughs> now, we broke the news here on A Shot of Wrestling. It is a sexy Zane strap-on match. Not a lot. Michael J. Putty has happened in the elements of this match because it's now no longer just Stan Styles and Eric Jaden. Can I write the news now? Please. All right. Michael J. Putty is going to be the special guest referee what? for this match. Are you kidding me? Right? No. They never got me a phone call back, but it was in the works. I guess assume it's going to happen. You could, Man, you... I've been practicing. One, two, four. No. One, two, three. Got it. Let's do this. No, 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 no. Th- See, no, that, no that's no. why you're not the special guest referee, my friend. What? What? No, you did not get the job. What? No, you didn't. I'm a bitch. <laughs> the boy diva Rick Cataldo got the job ahead of you. I, I'm I'm sure he could count to three, and he could do it a lot more sexy than uh-huh. you can. I'm sure. Now, there's been big news brewing. I'm going to save it to the end because we have a scramble match with many friends of a shot of wrestling. We has we have Wes Draven. How you doing, Brandon Watts? How you doing, Sebastian Cage? How you doing, Smiley? How you doing, Jack Cisco? How you doing? All in a match, all in a scramble match at final judgment. And if that's not enough, you that want, is not enough. No, you want women. We yeah, want I women. Do. Everybody wants women. Now your girl Willow Nightingale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know you've been dreaming about this one. You always you you love yourself some Willow Nightingale. I do. She's gonna be in a match. She's gonna be in a triple threat match oh. with Adira and Ali Rex. Now Ali Rex is no joking matter. She's gonna put these girls through the works. Not to say that Willow and Adira are not anything to laugh yeah, about. Willow's gonna dominate them. Really? Yes. You're you're a Willow guy all the way. Hell yeah, bro. Holla. We have a lot more. Michael J. Putty. I fucking hope so. We've interviewed Danny DeMonto, and from what he said in our exclusive interview, the match with Azrael, he said it. He is going on record that it's not just, if it doesn't steal the show, it's going to be an epic failure. And I know that Danny DeMonto did not come back to be a failure. He came back to steal the show because it is going to be a fight. When Danny DeMonto goes against Azrael at BCW Presents Final Judgment. Is that all? Is it? No. Jesus freaking Christ. It's not all. We interviewed the Greek god Papadon last week, and he's going to be going against Bull James. The? The Bull James. I mean, the, the, the card is stacked. But yet we do not know what is going to happen. With the BCW champion, Mike Orlando. I mean, that's my next question. What is it? Like, you can't have a, a show. Without the star of the show. Without defending the title. Yeah, the face yeah. that runs that place. Mike Orlando. The champ that runs the camp. You're supposed to. Now, this is breaking news. I don't know if we're, we're able to discuss this. I think I think Anthony Cole might be a little bit upset at us by No, fuck him. I'm a referee. 
and, and he didn't let you do it. Yeah. So you know what? All right, we'll, we'll break the news here. Teddy Hart was supposed to be headlining BCW Presents Final Judgment yes, against Michael I can't Orlando. Wait. I cannot wait for this movie. But what? due to certain circumstances, Teddy Hart being the bad boy that he is, uh, got himself incarcerated. So he's what, what, what? <laughs> unavailable to uh, attend BCW Presents Final Judgment. And we have a replacement. I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say this. Um, I, I, it kind of makes me uncomfortable. D'Lo Brown, D-Lo knowing D-Lo Brown, D-Lo that D-Lo Joe Gacy, oh, may may or may not be at BCW presents Final Judgment, and he may be taking over. I don't know. I mean, with the things that's been going on with him and CZW, with him and the Boulevard Bullies, with him and HOG, I got, this guy has gone rogue. He he's, kind of guy. he's gone crazy. He's gone insane. He's no more Mr. Nice Guy. I, I, I feel like Joe Gacy has just gone astray. If he shows up to BCW Presents Final Judgment, I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm interested to find out. And tickets are still available. You can go to eventbrite.com to get your tickets. Or there's a Groupon. Just go to Groupon. You just type in wrestling or type in Brie Combination Wrestling, and it shows up, and you get a, a general admission ticket for $10. It's the best price going on today. That's not bad. It's pretty good. $10 for a ticket and $5 for a koozie? What? And, and you can get drinks. And you could chill with cool wrestling fans, the coolest wrestling fans ever. And the Green Man. And I'm, I'm not that big of a draw, but Michael J. Putty will be there. No, I won't be there. <laughs> Shot of Wrestling will be there. It's going to be a great night, Michael J. Putty. It's going to so, be a great freaking night. Great. Can't wait. And now we have some news. We've got a lot of news to get through. A lot of news to All get right. to. It's in the news with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. Is that Brian Richardson news? Yeah, bro. All right. Well, on uh, Sunday morning, we mm. tied our show up with a nice little bow and sent it off to our legal team mm. for final approval. Yeah. Well, after we sent, uh, hit send, we got the news that there were some releases. Yeah. A lot of them. Uh, my girl, Ema, got released Ema. alongside Darren Young and Summer Rae. Believe it or not, you know, Emma has been under contract since uh, 2011. Wow. Six years. Psh, fuck if I knew. Surprised um, at those things? Um, They really haven't done much lately, so I'm not Ema? Su- she, she just had a fucking TLC. Mm, but she wasn't really she getting over. She started Diva's Revolution. She she wasn't getting over with the fans. She was do over do you me. know why she was released? There was some tension with the creative team because of her whole give Emma a chance. Yeah. BS. That's what I heard. Stupid. In other news? Well, after the news broke, your boy, Leo Rush, sent out the following tweet, which he since deleted, saying, and I quote, I guess these are the things that happen when you are truly not ready for Asuka. Burn. Dave Meltzer noted that he had heard that there was even some talk of firing Leo Rush shortly after he sent out that tweet. But That's said, a shame. But he apologized right away. Deleted it right out the words, but the 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 news is now he's going to have to work even harder to get the heat off of him. I'm saying, Leo, use that heat, baby. 
Use that heat. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything that you wouldn't have done beforehand and own up to it. You know, if if the WWE Green Man did something disrespectful to a fan or did something disrespectful to, to talent on Twitter or on Instagram, I would just be like, fuck it. You know, that's my opinion. That's what I thought in the moment. And I did it. You know, it, no, no apology necessary. I'm not saying that Ema got let Emma. go because... because because she, because she couldn't go toe to toe with Asuka, I'm not saying that, but Leo Rush did. In other news, well, a lot of people have departed Impact recently. None worth noting. However, Impact <laughs> is reportedly interesting, interested in filling a few of those slots with the top independent talent. Two of those stars are. Said to be Ricochet and Tessa Blanchard. Wow. As you all know, Ricochet is one of the top talents on the free agent market right now. And, you know, his wife's uh, banging hot, and she was in the Mae Young Classic. Real. Do you see them going to impact over WWE? Wait, they're real f- free agents. Not, none of this WWE fake free agent shit. Like, John Cena is a free agent. Like you know, like these. Well, they are, they mean a free agent that go with Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, no, but th- these two are real for real free agents. Like any organization can pick them up at any time. Correct. Yeah, right? lot, most indie stars are, but yeah, yeah, but these guys have expressed. And I'm surprised he has expressed interest in going to the E, but she hasn't. And I'm surprised that the E has not picked up Ricochet or Tessa Blanchard because I think Tessa would be great for the women's division. Have her start straight off in NXT and. I, I think Ricochet is ready to go right into the main roster. Yeah? Yeah. Straight in there. In what role? Because no one knows who he is. The universe doesn't know who he the is. The universe. The the fans who don't keep up with the indies. Yeah. Have him make an impact. Okay. Have him, have him come in and... Join the Mr. Raj. I like it. <laughs> in other news. TMZ Sports could up with Enzo Amore, your boy. At LA, outside the Puppy Nightclub... Where he clearly had a few drinks. He broke out into full character and cut a full promo. On? When, uh, when asked by the cameraman, does this mean you're allowed back in the locker room? Which he responded, bro, I got my own locker room. Literally, this is a fact. I don't talk to nobody. You know why? Because if you ain't talking money, what the hell are you talking about? Oof. Hashtag truth. Is that more? Do we care? No. In other news. Right. Your boy, seen. Close. Close. Very good, very right. good, very good. Played by Jorge Arias. Has signed a new multi-year deal with the E. He debuted in the roster in 2011 as Sin Cara, temporarily replacing the original performer, Luis Urve. Uh, he has subsequently began wrestling under the name Unico. Remember that? Remember yeah, Unico? I remember Unico. 2013, after the release of Urve. U-R-I-V-E. U-R-I-V-E. Is it like Uribe? a spelling challenge? Wait, how do I pronounce it in Espanol? Uribe. Uribe? Uribe. That guy, Unico, repli- uh, has been replacing Kara ever since. Doing a fantastic job. I agree. He's still around. Oh, we don't care, right? In other news? In other news? Well, the definition of authority and sexiness, Eric Jaden's knockoff, Joey Ryan, <laughs> sent out some tweets. <laughs> Explaining why he has no interest in signing with the WWE. You want to hear about this? Why? Imagine me telling my wife I'm going to cut my income by two thirds and 
move us to Florida just to be with the WWE. I'm 37 with 17 years in wrestling and zero cancellations due to injury. Also, the WWE rate of injury is way higher than anywhere I've wrestled. Why do you think that is? I'd rather be a pioneer and change the course of the business. I'm asking you, Michael J. Putty. Why do you think I got to finish my story here. Oh, sorry. The precedent some of us are setting on the indies won't be fully appreciated for years. On the indies, you bet on yourself. In the E, you're betting on a person in a position of power liking you. Of course, they show the most profit in history when their wrestlers are getting paid lowest ever. Now you may speak. What do you think about that statement? About Joey Ryan saying... You know what I know about this statement? What? You know what I think about this statement? Tell me. Two things. Please. One, he said, and I quote, imagine telling my wife I'm cutting my income by two-thirds and moving to Florida. Imagine telling your wife and kids you're headlining Russell fucking mania. And two, during an interview that we used to have, one of your early interviews, mm. I think it was with uh, Mike Superman. <laughs> Mike Verna. <laughs> I could not think of his name. Mike Verna, Yeah. I think it was him. I could be mistaken. I know. You're a WWE guy. You're still learning the indies yes. and their names. I got you. Mike Vernon. That's what I'm here for. But I was there for that one. He's, I think it was him. It could have been Eric Jaden. It could be any of the guys. What, what did he say? And I'll tell you who said it. If an indie guy says he has zero interest in WWE, he's fucking lying. It could have, I think it was Mike Vernon. I think so, too. That's why I said it. Joey Ryan's lying because they have zero interest in him. I And this is him way making excuses why he's not going. You know why you're not going? Because they don't want you, ass. <laughs> See, that's that's a, a very interesting point by, by by the WWE guy, the indie guy. You defend this guy, okay. No, 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 I'm not going to defend. Um, I don't need to defend uh, Joey Ryan. It's not what I meant by your okay. point of view. I meant. But my point of view is that the the state of wrestling where we are today, where you see, and we've talked about this before on the show, where you see someone like a Cody Rhodes leaving the WWE and making more money and the Young Bucks who haven't been in the WWE making shitload of money mm-hmm. without the big corporation mm-hmm. and making it work without all the hassle. I, I, I have to agree. Like, you know, you do. I mean, to Joey Ryan's point, like you do when you're in the Indies, you have to bet on people liking who you are. Oh, totally. I agree with that part. Yeah. But then in WWE, you got to bet on, hey, I hope, Vince McMahon, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, uh, Shane McMahon, they like me. There's a huge difference between Cody Rhodes and Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan's been killing it. Joey Ryan's been killing it in the indie scene. He really has. He was also on the on the uh, on the show Glow. I mean, come on. I didn't finish that show. I got he, kind of, I lost interest. He's in that. getting a lot more attention than 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 you would think. Is he a draw. He is definitely okay. a draw. He right. he is up. I would say Joey Ryan. If you want to prove Michael J. Putty wrong, give the Green Man a call. I would interview you, and I will let you win do over do, the do hearts you, of the fans and Michael J. Putty. We do a four week interview with him, my man Eric Jaden, and myself. Yeah, whatever you want, Michael J. Putty. Another news. Well, as we reported last week, Chris Jericho and some guy named Kenny Omega were taking jabs at each other on Twitter. Some guy. Well, it appears they have agreed to stop their attacks on each other, at least for now. Kenny Omega tweeted, and I quote, Twitter angles are fun, but it's just a lo- lot of talk with absolutely no payoff. You're there. I'm here. No more free publicity. Case closed. Like, he's the one to fucking talk. Jericho tweeted, agreed. Besides, it's time for you to go back to Tokyo where people actually give a fuck who Kenny Omega is. I would take that as a compliment. I think, yeah. it, was, I think it was meant as a compliment. Yeah. Yeah, people do care about Kenny Omega everywhere he goes. Oh, no, just, that's just, that's just, why the WWE just Tokyo. Just Tokyo. Okay, 
<laughs> just Tokyo. All right. In other news. Well, I guess the news about your boys, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Yeah, the club. They have set the internet ablaze. How so? With the speculation after they removed WWE-related things from their Twitter bios. Really? Except their handles. There's still WWE in their handles. Anderson also tweeted a picture of a money bag emoji, which many fans are speculating that has something to do with their misuse on Raw. So we'll see what I happens. Agree. Is it just a uh, coincidence want- or is it a teaser? Is it something? Are they some of those stars who want to get released from their contracts because they're not happy in the way that well, they're, they're being big handled? Names. They're not Joey Ryan. They're big names and they'll make an impact somewhere else. They made an impact somewhere else before they got to the WWE. Follow New Japan Pro Wrestling and then you would know why the WWE wanted to sign Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson in other news. That's not where I was going with that. I know he just turned like full heel turn on me like that. That's not where I was going. Uh, just, uh, I have no idea. Jeff Jarrett's daughter, Jocelyn. This is some kind of saucy news here. Uh, daughter of uh, Jocelyn, like I just said, is daughter of his late wife, Jill, who tragically mm-hmm. passed away from breast cancer. She recently retweeted a post on Twitter of a fan who made reference to how both Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle have gone to rehab whilst married to Karen Jarrett. Interesting. Right? In her retweet of a fan's post, she also asked a fan to retweet the message as well. She said, Karen Jarrett, with another husband in rehab, drives her men to the sauce. <laughs> uh, scandalous. <laughs> that That's it's funny. Yeah, in other news? Uh, Triple H spoke to News 18 based out of India. Uh, Greg Kali said, and I quote, Greg Kali is a legend in this industry and is always welcomed back to the WWE and we look forward to his appearances. I know right now he's here in India enjoying helping to train the next generation, but he is a legendary figure and always welcome back anytime he wants. And quote, um, Greg Kelly, a legend? In some people's mind, I'm sure. Not ours, apparently. No, not ours. In other news. WW officials are reportedly have been discussing the possibility of calling up High Dio Edamami to the main roster. Dio? High Dio Edamami? Hideo Itami. Hideo, I'm saying the same thing. Okay. He was a I, hot, I can understand you. He was a hot prospect. Not, wait, wait, wait. I can understand you got, not, not getting the indie guy's names correct, but this guy's on TV. All right? Hideo yeah, Itami. so is... Yeah. I'm not saying his name wrong. No. Would you see a feud between Hideo Edamami and Chishik Hideo Itami. Jesus. Are you kidding me, WWE guy? Now, question. Like, you just cut me off. High deal at mommy. Oh my god! Versus cheesecake, knock him over. A Shinsuke feud or a team? I would say, well, based on the WWE, they like keeping races together. I would say team. Wrong. Oh, because the rumor is he's going to be joining the cruiserweight division at two hundred five live. Nice. Enzo Mari has been doing great things for the cruiserweight. Division. Okay. Yeah, In wow. other news, too much to drink. Yeah, your girl Jim and Jameson. Yo. Revealed in her biography, a story about The Undertaker. Sounds like uh, Jaden's girl. Eric Jaden's sexy female friend, Jenna Jameson. You know who she is, right? She's a sexy uh, fixin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You know. You know. No, no. Please. I don't. I don't speak creeper. <laughs> She's she a, revealed in her biography. The pornography biography? Yeah. Well done. Uh, there's a man who tempted to buy her a drink one night at a bar. She says, and I quote, uh, I'm sorry, the Undertaker went up to them, and he said, and I quote, you can get me a shot of Jaeger and get yourself a shot of shut the fuck up. Ooh. Take her to badass. 
I would I would not. Take her then try to woo Jameson by telling her, and I quote, I'm going to kick your boyfriend's ass and take you away with me. She added, I knew he was serious, and I ran upstairs to my boyfriend and told him we had to leave because this guy's going to beat the fucking shit out of you and kidnap me. <laughs> Never great, saw him again. Great story. Yeah. In other news. Oh, WrestleMania 24 tickets are going on sale soon. The pricing was released. 34. It said 24. WrestleMania 34. Did I really? Yeah. Oh, Res- wait, wait too many, too many shots, shots of wrestling. Yeah. Prices range from two thousand to the Golden Ring side to thirty five for thirty five dollars for six hundred level tickets. Wow! Somewhere around there, you could go to WrestleMania. Two thousand for Golden Ring side, one thousand for Ring side. You know, oh, that's um, no, that's still tough. Speaking of uh, WrestleMania, Bound for Glory, they sold out there. WrestleMania, Bound for Glory, in uh, minutes. TNA. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. It's been a lot of heat. And a lot of uh, backlash going on with Bound for Glory, especially with the Alberto Del Rio situation. You know, he was recently... Uh, what is Alberto Del Rio? Well, you know, he was one of their main event draws. He was supposed to be selling Bound for Glory. But, you know, during his altercations with Paige, he was released from the company. And now he's uh, actually been asked to come back and do signings before Bound for Glory. So he's back in good graces. Where are you getting this information? I didn't know he was released. Huh? I didn't know he was released. Yeah. Breaking news? No, we've talked about it before. We didn't talk about this. We talked about him um, returning. To the that's company. a shame. Yeah. He was suspended. Are you confused? Oh, suspended. Yeah. 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 I'm getting my words confused. There are too many shots yeah. of wrestling tonight. Jim Cornette and my girl Taryn Terrell, Tiffany, on uh, WWE Universe, mm-hmm. they left TNA because they are not allowed in Canada. And after B- BFW, you know, TNA is going to move their headquarters to Canada. Oh, interesting. So we'll see how that goes. It's, it's a... It's a big demographic there for the wrestling fans. Is it A? I hear it is. Hmm, it's not a boot. In other news? You like breaking news. Love it. Well, we here at A Shot of Wrestling can break some news. Okay. John Cena will be returning to Survivor Series as special guest referee between the Lesnar Mahal or... Jinder Mahal? AJ Styles match. Say what? I say what? Because Shane McMahon announced that AJ Styles will go against Jinder Mahal for the title on next Tuesday's SmackDown from Manchester, England. Do you hear about this? Interesting. Because no. David Meltzer mentioned that if AJ Styles wins the title, it'll be an indication that the management believes that Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles is a stronger match, which makes a lot of sense. Well, it is. Or if Styles doesn't win, it's a likely move to help boost the ratings of a pre-tape show. Interesting. Ready? So if AJ Styles does not win... It's a ratings gimmick. I think... See, that that's wrong because it's very it's very stupid. Because if AJ, if the same statement for AJ Styles makes sense, if Meltzer... This is your boy. Meltzer saying that AJ Styles wins, they believe more in AJ Styles, and Brock Lesnar's will be a bigger match, right? Correct. AJ Styles loses, then the WWE should believe that Jinder Mahal versus Brock Lesnar is a bigger match. It's the same. It's the same theory, just changing the competitors. Okay, I didn't think about that like that. So, why is it that I, 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 Meltzer thinks that? Oh yeah, AJ Styles Brock Lesnar, great match, but if Jinder loses, then it's just for the ratings. Shouldn't it be the same thing? Like. Whoever the, the, the E chooses to well, lead that main event. Many people in the universe are not like me. They're not Digimon Hall supporters. Mm. And I do not blame you, blame you at this point. 
but Brock Lesnar for AJ Styles is a WrestleMania worth It's a match. draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's yeah, a draw. Yeah. yeah. So if they're worried about Survivor Series drawing, they would go with this match. Because, no offense, but Jinder Mahal has been falling flat lately. By lately, I mean the last couple months. Yeah. Ever since he was champion. Um, no, he, he did pretty well with Cheesecake. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Another news. Let's wrap this up nicely. Uh, Sports Illustrated compiled a list of who they consider the top 10 female wrestlers in the world for 2017. Oh. Ready for this? Yeah. Number 10, Kyrie San. Mm. My young competitor. Yeah. Number 9, Naomi. Okay. Number 8, Sienna. Okay. You know who that is? No. No, no, no. Number seven, Natalia. Okay. Right, right. Number well, that should six, be top five. Io Shirai from New Japan, yeah. And the Mayan Classic. Number five, your girl Bailey. Bailey <laughs> over Natalia? Yeah, the video cast. That's See your face. wrong. That's so wrong. Number four, DTF's girl Sasha Banks. Nice. I like that. Three, Alexa Bliss. I like it. So one and two, give me your guesses. They're obviously, you know who they are, but give me the order. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know who there's they are. There's only two girls left. Two girls? Yeah. No, there's plenty of girls. All Charlotte right. okay. is number one. Okay. Number two? Um, Number two. I'm going to throw in Nia In the Jax. world. In the world? Yeah. I'll throw in Nia Jax. Why number not? Over Charlotte Flair. No, number one is Charlotte Flair. Okay. Number two is Nia Jax. No, it wouldn't be Nia Jax. It would be um, Becky Lynch. Ooh, good choice. Number two is Charlotte Flair. Ooh. Number one, Asuka. <laughs> oh, man. I'll save it for my Raw and SmackDown che- cheers and heels, but Asuka has been impressing me ever she came to Raw. I have to say, very impressive. In that two matches that she had? But yes. One uh, match. I'll, I will talk. Match? Two matches. I will. No, two matches. Well, one was pay per view, one was on Raw. So one on Raw. Okay, yeah. So it's one match. We'll talk about it during our next segment. Is that next? Or you get an interview for me today, buddy? Ah, Michael J. Putty, I have something really great for you. Okay. You know, for many weeks, you've been telling me off air that, you know, I don't understand why you're talking to these indie guys. I don't... I don't know them. I wish they knew me. Like <laughs> they do know me, Michael J. Putty, right? Yeah, you know. Oh, great man, do an interview. Where's Michael J. Putty? Exactly. Because you're you're a WWE guy. I get it. I get it. You're you're so tied into the main product, but I want to focus on the future of the business, and that's why I do these interviews. But tonight, the future of the business. I decided to throw you a bone, Michael J. Putty. All right, great. You got me, fucking uh, Curtis Axel. <laughs> Does that mean excited? Oh, so excited. (laughs) I decided to throw you a bone, and I decided to go into the vault and pick out- You've been there in a while. Yeah, pick out someone that you would be interested in, that you would want to talk to, that you would want to hear what he has to say. And this person actually has a show coming up to Queens, New York. So let's roll with it. All right, Michael J. Putty, there is a lot that we are planning for this weekend going into November 10th with BCW and us being the official podcast for Recombination Wrestling. But if you want to plan a whole 
wrestling experience. And you want to go all out for this weekend coming up. November 11th, that's Saturday, November 11th at 7.35 p.m. Uh, at the Queens Theater right here in Flushing, Queens, New York. There's going to be a show, a show that cannot be missed. And it's going to be Beyond Body Slams with GMC. That's Gary Michael Capetta. And he has stories that you could only dream about that he's going to be bringing to life. And to kind of help you understand what we're talking about, MJP, I have our intern here on the studio. And I, I'm going to get a hold of Gary to fill us in a little bit more. Gary, are you there? I'm here. How are you? We're doing well. So there's a big show coming up, your one-man show at the Queen's Theater. Tell us a little bit more about it. I am so psyched. You know, this year I have taken the show to uh, 14 cities, and Queen's New York is the last show of the year. So I am especially wound up. Um, the show's never been presented in New York, anywhere in New York. It's gotten rave reviews, so I'm really thrilled about that. Um, and pretty much what we're going to do this coming Saturday at Queen's Theater is we're going to celebrate being wrestling fans. And um, it's an interactive show. It is scripted, but I do go off script. I kind of rant and rave sometimes. It's sort of like a wrestling match where I know the topics that I'm going to hit and how I get there is different every night. I'm going to take you guys through a a closer personal look at Gorilla Monsoon, for instance, Mm -hmm. and also the McMahon family. Then we're going to go on the road with the NWA and go backstage to see uh, uh, what happened at big shows through video. Because it's not just me babbling away. We're also going to be taking a look at at video as I'm telling you what's going on. Um, and then we're going to hit WCW, you know, all the promotions that I announced for. We're going to take a look at some Clash of the Champions, at some pay-per-views. I'm going to give you some back uh, backstage stories as to what led up to those things. And we're going to take, we're going to go to England, and we're going to check out the Arn Anderson, Sid Vicious fight, you know, the scissor fight, which happened outside my hotel room. My goodness. We're going to go to Germany. We're going to take a look at the night that Mick Foley lost his ear, and it fell off in the ring, and the referee flipped it to me. Oh, my God. And I'm going to tell you what happened leading up to that, what happened when I took his ear during the match, and I brought it backstage. Ric Flair was in charge that night, and trying to convince him, Rick, I've got Cactus's ear in my hand and how he responded, and, um, you know, that was a non-televised event. But there was a fan in the audience who had a camcorder. So I have the match where Mick Foley lost his ear on video. And I have giant screen video, uh, which is going to be hanging in Queens Theater this coming Saturday, and we're going to take a look at exactly how it happened. I'm going to give you the story about what happened leading up to it, because it shouldn't have been a big surprise that his ear came off the side of his head. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to tell you why. So, uh, And we're going to talk a little bit about Ring of Honor. Um, remember, I did the backstage interviewing yeah. for ROH. A uh, little bit about today's wrestling. So we're going to hit all bases. And then the encore of the show is a question and answer, 
where folks can ask me anything that they would like. So we're going to celebrate. It's, it's like a, an adventure movie. You know, I'm going to be narrating some video. There's music behind me. Um, it's pretty cool. You know, it, it's, a, it's a total experience that um, fans have really enjoyed all over the country. Yeah, and also for the new fans, I, I believe that there's a lot of history. You know, you learn a lot in school, you know, learn your history because you either, if you don't learn it correctly, you're, you're bound to have it repeat itself, the good and the bad. Um, so it's good for a good wrestling fan, even just getting involved now. You know, I have my kids and, and, and I want them to learn a little bit of what happened in this beautiful world of professional wrestling that got us to where we are today. Yeah, and here's the thing. It, the show is called Beyond Body Slams because it's based on my book, Body Slams. But as a teacher by trade, I know that not everybody learns the same way. Right. And not everybody is into reading books. So what I do is I take a lot of the information from my book, which is a lot of my experiences, and I bring them to life. So it's not a, like a boring, dry, just kind of Q&A. Mm -hmm. uh, I have props. I have costume changes. It's, it's just bringing my book to life so that people can have a good laugh at certain things. They can hold their breath at certain times. There was a guy who saw the show in Atlanta a few weeks ago, and he, he described the show as an adventure movie. And okay. I had never thought of it that way. You know, but that he said it, 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 it lasts over two hours, and he said, I, I couldn't believe how quickly the time went because um, he was just, he was watching things he had never seen before, and he was hearing stories that he had never heard before. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun this Saturday. Well, one of the things that we like to do on our show is going to give the audience a little preview, a little look into the person behind these shows that are upcoming in our area. So let's learn a little bit more about you. How did you get into this beautiful world of professional wrestling? Oh, I wanted to get into the matches for free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had absolutely no intention of being an announcer, a referee, a wrestler, nothing. No, all, I was a senior in college, and I just wanted to, uh, I guess it got expensive, so I wanted to get in for free, and I started to write for a magazine. And about four months later, they didn't have an announcer. I volunteered. They asked me to come back. And um, I just kept on coming back, and that was with the um, that was with the WWF, you know, with WWE of today. Right. So my first job in wrestling was working with the McMahon family, and I worked with them for eleven years. That's amazing. So you went through the transition between Vince McMahon Senior and Vince McMahon Junior. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Was it a smooth transition back in the day? You know, how did the boys feel in the back about it? Um, a little bit wary, you know, because there were major changes, but, um, no, it was, it, it, you know, who really Vince McMahon senior had partners and Vinny junior wanted to get rid of those partners because he wanted to run the whole show himself. Mm -hmm. And, um, those were the folks that really took the hit. Um, some old school names, that some of your listeners may know, like Arnold Skolin and Angelo Savoldi, mm -hmm. and the guy who I credit for my career, um, Gorilla Monsoon. So they were partners with the Senior, and they lost their shares in the company when Vinny took over. Wow! Um, they were the ones that were most, you know, most affected. 
No, absolutely. I, I never knew that that story existed and that was the, the, the background behind it. So thank you. Um, what are, because uh, you've been in the ring and you mentioned a few of the promotions you've been in the ring with, WWF, WCW, ROH, NWA. And what are, would you say if it, it's the biggest event or wrestling match or moment that you were just proud to be a part of? Mm. There were two. Um, the first one was, is kind of old school. Um, Superstar Billy Graham was the champion of the WWF, and Bruno San Martino was coming back for his title. And three months in a row, Philadelphia Spectrum, 19,500 people sold out three months in a row um, for the rematches. Um, that was pretty cool. And then later, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat. Um, we did a series of three matches again. Uh, it was both pay-per-view and Clash of the Champions. And those were, you know, the, you knew that was important. You knew that history was being make, made as you were doing it. Um, those those matches between Flair and Steamboat will go down um, in history. And, you know, people will remember those forever. As a fan, who were the people that you looked up to? Before you got into the wrestling business, who who did you mark out to? Uh, Bruno Sammartino. Um, and it's not because Bruno was some kind of spectacular wrestler. Mm -hmm. It was because Bruno was like, he just like dripped sincerity. He would, I would, I was in sixth grade and I would turn the TV on and he would look at me and he would talk to me. <laughs> he would tell me I'm going to be in Madison square garden, um, Monday and I'm in trouble. I need your help. I need your support. I may not be able to keep my title unless you come and help me. Mm -hmm. And I really believed it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that if I didn't go to MSG, or if I didn't go to the Elizabeth Armory in New Jersey, or if I didn't go to the rinky-dink roller rink in Staten Island, <laughs> and, and Bruno lost his title, that it would be my fault. Aww. I mean, that's how, you know, that's how he, he you know, he just uh, drew you in. And it was more of that, that kind of a promo. Which and, and there weren't as many promos in the course of an hour's wrestling as you see today, where maybe sometimes you have on a WWE Monday or Tuesday night, you have 10, 15 minutes of guys you know, just talking. No, it was like only like a minute and a half each hour where they would just talk about where they were going to be in your local neighborhood. Um, but yeah, man, he drew me in. He had, I mean, I was a Bruno fan all the way. Okay. Well, my question to follow up that is, what was the moment when you realized it was all a work? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you know what? This is so, this is probably so separate from, like, from the, you know, a fan's knowledge of today. But for two years, when I started announcing, the first two years, I was not allowed in the locker room. That's how protected and closed off the wrestlers were. Um, you didn't just, you know, start announcing and then become a member of the club. You mm -hmm. had to earn that. And I would just say that it wasn't a moment. It was just a gradual thing. Because back in the day, eh, it probably wasn't totally real, but you couldn't really prove it. If you know what I mean, it was everybody was just kept wondering. 
Um, so, it, you know, it was a gradual, a gradual thing. No one ever sat me down, you know, and, you know, and explained it to me. I was just, you know, just from watching what was going on around me, I, I sort of figured it out. And then when you figured it out, how did you feel? Did you still love the, uh, the product as much as you do now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I was, I was the, the front man for the group. I, was, um, I, I worked with the McMahons, as I said, for 11 years. And eight of those years, I was their weekly TV announcer. So um, I was their you know, representative. Um, Vinnie McMahon was the commentator. I was the ring announcer. Um, they had two syndicated shows throughout the Northeast, All-Star Wrestling and Championship Wrestling. And at different times, I was the ring announcer for uh, one or the other. So, yeah, I mean, people identified me with them. So I would protect them at all, you know, and the company all the time. And I would never, you know, I would kayfabe everyone else. You know, even, you know, once I learned what was going on, now I protected the business. Do you, do you remember the first angle you ever in? Excuse me? Were you ever in a wrestling angle? Um, well, when you come to my show on Saturday, oh, okay. you will see um, it's used as a prop, at, like physically as a prop by some of the wrestlers. Yeah. George Steele would chase me out of the ring repeatedly, you know, up to the balcony, over to the concession stand, and people would watch for that. And then Jimmy Snuka, he would... Um, uh, you're going to, there were, there were different, you know, he just, I used to wear a carnation boutonniere. <clears throat> Sometimes he would rip it off my lapel. He would chew on it and spit it in my face. Uh, we're going to, we're going to see some footage on Saturday where on national television, he tried to take my pants off on television, Wow! you know, just to show how, how much of a wild savage he was. Mm-hmm. So he was using me as a prop in that way because you know a ring announcer should never be spotlighted but you know they that's that's how the early fans came to know me as oh no that poor <laughs> conservative looking serious guy he's going to get walloped again tonight <laughs> well while we're talking about that there's a lot of different roles that everyone plays um and we've talked about it in our show before uh, the role of the wrestler or the role of the ring announcer. How do you feel that the role of the fans has changed from your time back with the WWF to your time now? The role of... Of the fans. Because I feel like the, the fans fan. are just a little bit more interactive because they have so much more information information at their disposal. So sure. it's kind of like they antagonize beyond the means of just kayfabe. You're, you're absolutely right. It, even if we were to put that aside, the uh, the WWE product of today um, is looking for an entirely different reaction from the fans as opposed to, let's say, the WWF, um, or the especially the NWA and WCW. Um, today, it's more of a festival feel. Um, it's It's a group kind of feel when you go to one of their events. It was more personal back in the day. Um, you knew what all of the matches were at a live event before you went. That's why you bought the ticket. You bought the ticket because you wanted to see the blow-off feud end. You, 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 know, you wanted to see um, Dusty Rhodes get, get his hands on Ric Flair. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas today in the WWE, most times you don't even know who's wrestling. Maybe you'll know the main event, but then they just list names. If you, when you watch the uh, Raw or SmackDown, every time a wrestler comes out, everybody in the audience is doing the same thing. Their hands are in the air. They're chanting the same, you know, whatever they're supposed to be chanting. Back in the day, it was more personal. You were, you were reacting with your heart and with your gut. And today, you're reacting with your head. And it's a whole different, it's a whole different experience. No, and speaking of the experience, we have a big saying on our show that wrestling brings people together. Because like you said, it's a big camaraderie. It's a big group getting together and uniting. Um, Who in the business are you grateful to have crossed paths with or to befriend? Um, Well, Gorilla Monsoon, um, and you know, there were people throughout throughout my career. Um, He he was the one that uh, started my career. He was the one that put me on television. Uh, there was a, uh, a, uh, a manager by the name of the Grand Wizard of Wrestling. He was also very... These were people that treated me as uh, an individual and respected me and didn't treat me like an idiot, like I do nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so these are people that brought me into the fold, let's say, you know, early on. Pat Patterson was, was also someone that, that was like that. Tony Gurria back in the day. Um, Ric Flair later in my career um, was real helpful um, because he understood what I was doing and he understood my value at a time when the executives of WCW didn't um, didn't understand. Um, yeah, so you know those were those were some of the, um, the, the the people I have. You know, very few negative things to say about. The wrestlers that I've, and I've come in contact with thousands of wrestlers, I mean, it's been 40 years. Um, you know, I, I have very few negative things to say about about these folks because um, I, I always enjoyed working with them. Um, I always kept a certain distance, to tell you the truth. Like, I never went out, I never partied. I just always felt, for business reasons, it was best not to do that. Um yeah, but I mean, it's been it's been an incredible journey that um, I'm looking forward to sharing this Saturday. When you were on the road and you were at um, you know hotels wherever, who did you usually hang out with? Well, I knew uh, when I when I joined WCW, I knew that in order to maintain my sanity, that I needed <laughs> to keep a space. I needed some distance. I needed alone time, and at the time. Um, unless there were three guys in the car, they would not pay for the rental. Um, but uh, from the from the day one, I made it clear to them, and it was part of my contract, that I traveled alone. I got my own car, and whenever I, you know, and it is lonely on the road sometimes, yeah. and whenever I chose to, I would ask Mick Foley if he would want to you know, travel with me, Steve Austin, Undertaker, Dutch Mantel, like there are different guys at different times um, that um, that I traveled with. Um, but like I said, I, I needed to keep a distance, or I knew that I wouldn't have lasted on the road, um, especially since I was an announcer. If I was traveling with wrestlers, I probably would have wound up being a um, an alcoholic chauffeur. 
<laughs> no, I completely understand. So, We've heard the know, stories. <laughs> and um, a lot of the stories actually have come forth because of where the wrestling is nowadays with the WWE having their own network and interviewing a lot of the superstars and reminiscing a little bit about, you know, their time on the road. What's the furthest you've ever traveled on the road? Um, well, I've announced in seven countries. Um, and, uh, so, uh, you know, the U S and Canada, Northern Ireland, Ireland, England, Germany, um, I was down in uh, in the islands in the Bahamas. Um, yeah, I loved I loved announcing in Europe, um, Ireland, Northern Ireland. Um, yeah, it was just you know when you're um, when you're doing TV in the states, even though you know that it the show's being sent to Japan and the show's being sent to Europe and Canada, it's not until you go to those countries and people recognize you, that you realize the power of the, of the entire, um, like, the entertainment world. It's, right. you know, you're, you're doing it, and you're just thinking about the here and now. Okay, I'm in Baltimore tonight, and I'm announcing. Without realizing that you're affecting people also in different parts of the world. It's, it's, it's heady, you know, it's powerful. I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, but when you went to Japan, did you go to Riviera's? No, I never went to Japan. Oh, Japan you didn't? was oh. no. The broadcast was was shown in Japan, but I never announced live in Japan. Okay. Yeah. No. Europe and Can and Canada, Bahamas, um, and the states. I hit, I hit just about every. Uh, I probably hit about forty, forty-five states. I'd say. See, Jeff, that's why you're the intern. See, you you have to do the research before you talk. Yeah, so you gotta, you gotta be prepared for it. Just, just like, <laughs> no. You know what? I threw him a curveball there because I did mention Japan before, but I didn't say that I was there. I just said the broadcast went there. Thanks for setting me up. <laughs> I did. I did. I set you up. <laughs> yeah, it, it was our plan from the beginning, of course. Um, I wouldn't do that, <laughs> Gary. The um, the the show you have coming up on on no November the eleventh. It is based off of your book Beyond Body Slam. It's your autobiography. Now it came out in uh, two thousand. Is that correct? It originally came out in two thousand, and then um, it was a self published book. Uh -huh. It was the first book written of that wave of books. Um, it was the second one. It was first written, second one published. Have a nice day, Mick Foley. His book had just come out before mine. And then five years later, because the book was so successful and people, um, you know, enjoyed it so much, ECW Press picked it up. And then I wrote, I added another third to the book to update it. What was the reaction from the first time it was released? Um, and is there anything that you had to change from that reaction when it got re-released? No, I would never do that. <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've always been in a position where I, I say what I think and what I feel, and if you don't like it, tough. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much, I'm not looking to go back to, you know, there, there are some, it just, I have to chuckle. Like, like there are wrestlers like that are in their 50s that think they have one more run. <laughs> it's like, no, I never worried about that. I never worried about what the McMahons thought of me. I never uh, worried about, you know, just everything that I talk about, it's firsthand experience. There are no rumors, I, so that I know that I'm speaking truth. 
And if there's anyone that wants to dispute what I say, because sometimes at my stage shows, I could get a little controversial. And um, anyone that wants to dispute it, just step up. <laughs> step up. I'm, I'm ready for you. Um, I'm, I'm not worried about that, because if you speak truth, you don't have to worry about covering lies. You don't have to worry about right. covering your tracks. And um, to give you an example. Um, uh, WWE is doing Starcade again, right? And then they're right. doing War Games again. Mm -hmm. And if they felt that bringing the original announce, announce teams back, they wouldn't worry about what I said about them. You know, they would just give me a call and ask me if I was interested and see if we can make a deal. Because they're business people, and that's smart. They should be. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be the right thing for them to do. Um. Yeah, so I don't, uh, no, get back to what you said. I didn't change anything. Now, there were a few people who didn't like how I phrased things, okay. or, um, and I gave them an opportunity to respond to me. Um, that's, I don't think that's ever been done in any kind of book. And I, I, and I, I said, you'll have the last word. So um, Jim Cornette had a problem with something I wrote, um, Mick Foley had a problem with something I wrote. So they, in the new edition um, of the book, they have their say. They respond. Like, so you'll read my book, and then at the end of the book, they get their say and, uh, and give their version of what happened. Is, is your uh, book available on audio? Because our intern doesn't know how to read, and um, he, he likes audio books. No, but that's why he needs to come to the show. There he comes go. to the show. <laughs> I'll, I'll not only do audio for him live; he'll have the video, and then we'll—if if he really needs it, we'll do like a paint by number. <laughs> oh, that, that works out perfect. You know, red is red, blue is blue. <laughs> well, moving red, on into a red turns. If, if he paints by number, he needs to know that red turns to green. I don't know. He knows that yet. Um, You're blowing his mind right now. I could tell. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I'll teach you this after the show, Jeff. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, you've gotten to work with a lot of greats over the years. And speaking of the new generation, uh, there's a new generation of fans who are a lot more familiar with a lot of the new names that you were able to work with in Ring of Honor, especially when they were getting their start. You um, were able to work besides Daniel Bryan, CM Punk. Um, how was that relationship with you and these guys before they were the big stars they are now? You know what? Um, there, there's a part of my show toward the end of my show. And, uh, it depends on, on, on the audience. <laughs> um, but, uh, I challenge my audience because I'm a huge believer in independent wrestling and, um, and supporting independent wrestling. And because that's where tomorrow's superstars are going to come from. So don't, uh, don't, not that you, uh, I'm going to get angry at you, but don't, don't take this personally. Don't tell me that you love pro wrestling and don't support indie wrestling. Because if you're not going to invest in the future of wrestling, then no, you don't love wrestling. You know what I'm saying? It's all about you then. Mm -hmm. It's not about the sport. Now listen to this. It was only 12 years ago in the infancy of Ring of Honor that I was the backstage interviewer 12 years ago. And who was on that roster? You mentioned a couple. Samoa Joe, Cesaro, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, 
and the list goes on and on, and look where those guys have been. So that was just 12 years ago. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a guy, I'm not an old guy who says everything in the past was great, because it wasn't. It wasn't. The athletes of today are superior to the average wrestler of the 70s and 80s. There's no doubt about it. It's just the old school mentality, I think, what we were talking about before, where a wrestler connects with a viewer's heart and, and gut. That is what I would like to see come back instead of, you know, the festival group think. Um, it's, and that's, and because to me, that's the art of the game. You're, you're trying to elicit feelings, whether I want you to hate me or I want you to love me. I want you to feel sorry for me. I want you to protect me. I want, you know what I'm saying? That's, and not through mic work, but through mat work. So what I'm saying has nothing to do with the abilities of today's wrestlers. They're terrific. I mean, the other night there was, um, uh, the Miz. Who did the Miz wrestle the other? Uh, it was a terrific match last Monday. Um, the, the mat work is great. Mm-hmm. It's just that the WWE is um, gearing their product differently than the way that I would prefer it. I can watch a WWE show and be entertained. I, I don't know. My, my point is that these, these, these young men and women, they're terrific. But it's just that they're being directed in a certain direction, which is the way the WWE wants to market their product because they feel they're going to make more money doing it that way. Right. And, you know, that they have every right to do that. No one does sports entertainment better than them, but I'm just not a huge... I just don't prefer sports entertainment. I prefer pro wrestling. And while we're speaking about the WWE, how it is now, one of the things we've talked about in our show and a lot of people have talked about is the lack of competition. Now, having worked behind the scenes, in the ca- in front of the camera, for all these promotions, do you feel the lack of competition is making the wrestling product suffer? Um, well, I, I actually think that there's more competition now than there's been in a long time. I mean, you have Ring of Honor and, and New Japan Pro Wrestling and Evolve and Lucha Underground. Um, I mean, there are, a lot, uh, there are a lot of places for wrestlers to go. Look at Cody. Cody, who's when he left the WWE, became more successful financially and in fans' eyes than he was as a, as a WWE quote-unquote superstar. I, I'm thrilled about that. Yeah. Because you look at these, I mean, he and, and you know, the Young Bucks, they have their merchandise in brick-and-mortar stores. Mm-hmm. They don't need, right now at least, they're not in need of a corporation to lead them by the nose. They can showcase their athletic ability and do it in the way they want it done. And I, feel I, they're I all, think that, that's strong. That's yeah. powerful. And I feel like they're also starting to be pioneers in what the new age of wrestlers are coming to understand of the business. Like, you don't have to go all the way to the main stage of the WWE. Yeah, you may not get that WrestleMania moment, but there's so much more to gain and so much more to perfect in the independent wrestling scene. And by no means am I disrespecting Ring of Honor saying that they're an independent wrestling um, promotion. But um, they're paving the way for a different crop of individuals to kind of follow. Yeah, it's a personal thing. Um, It's much easier in a way, not the schedule. The schedule is is horrible. But 
to be with the WWE, it's just a lot easier to show up and be told what to do. Someone like, you know, like I mentioned Cody and the Young Bucks and those guys, I mean, that's hard work to market yourself. It's hard work to... Uh, now, Cody's with ROH, so his schedule is is somewhat mapped out for him, but he does maintain certain independence. I mean, just, just before he signed with, with ROH, just think about every weekend dealing with four different promoters <laughs> and flying to, you know, to all to all these different places to be sure that your reservations are paid for. I mean, that's that's tough. I mean, you need a full-time bookkeeper to, to keep up with things like that. Just, you know, the, the, the nuts and bolts of it. But, you know, the payoff, I, I think he would tell you, um, and I know his dad, Dusty, is just you know, smiling down on him. Mm-hmm. I think he would tell you today, you know, it's been worth it because he's independent. He's a true independent contractor, not the fake independent contractor. You know, the, the people that work for the WWE, they should be employees. They should be getting benefits. They should, you know, that's just bull crap. No. You know, that's just bull crap. I talk a little bit about that in my show, too. Yeah, that's a little full circle to Jesse Ventura because you were talking about um, the idea of people that, that don't get along with Vince McMahon and then brings him back because he brought Jesse Ventura back for SummerSlam. But the whole reason why he left in the first place because he was trying to get uh, unionized for wrestling, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. You know, the first um, the first example of that was back in the 80s when uh, we, we didn't know anything about Vince. Vinny had, he had a vision and he, you know, he began marketing uh, at the time uh, videotapes and dolls and so forth. And the first example of the, of someone standing up to him was Sergeant Slaughter. Now, Sergeant Slaughter was at the top of the roster. He was a headliner, and he got up and he said, which most headliners wouldn't say, just because they're making theirs. But at the time, no one was getting a piece of the action. And he stood up to him and he said, "Look, you know." where's our piece? And, you know, in an instant, he was fired. He was out of there. <laughs> he was like, quote, unquote, a cancer in the locker room. He was made an example of. Now, years later, he's working with the WWE. He gained a certain amount of respect because he stood up to management. But management couldn't deal with it at the time. So, uh, luckily, he, you know, Slaughter did well, at, you know, afterwards because he had his... G.I. Joe deal, (laughs) you know, with Hasbro. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, he was the first one. But usually when someone becomes a superstar and they have special contracts, they forget about the rest of the roster. You You know, I have what I need. I'm not, and then, you know, anyone who says anything, um, that looks like it's going to be a problem. Like, Oh God, the word union, (laughs) Mm -hmm. they're out of there. You know, they don't need that. Wow. Well, the future of the business, uh, I'm very interested to know where you think the future of the wrestling business is going to. I mean, the WWE has definitely gone out of their way to to provide a future. Again, I mentioned the WWE Network, but also Linda McMahon getting into politics. I mean, did you see that coming from someone who was working in the WWE? I mean, where the wrestling fans are excited that The Rock one day could be president. Is this something where the wrestling business is going to move into? Um, probably not. Um, but as far as the future goes, you know, the, 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 um, WWE network is, it's just a, a brilliant, um, idea because without it, um, if they continue to develop it as they are, then they become independent from the USA network. 
So, um, you know, I, I guess it's they're coming up in a year or two, I think it is, to the end of their contractual relationship with the USA Network, and okay. it gives them more power. It's like, we don't need you totally to get our product out there anymore. They've, you know, they've built their own network, and um, it also gives power to lesser promotions. You know, the Internet gives visibility to promotions that you would never see otherwise. Um, you know, if, you're, if you don't live in the area where, um, like, if you're not in Japan, <laughs> you know, you can, you can subscribe and you can watch all the Japanese action you want or Mexican action right. that you want. So I think that's uh, that's a really good thing for wrestling fans because once again you have a choice. You're not stuck with um, you know just the mainstream products. Right. Well, let's talk about your future. What does your future hold now? We got November um, 11th coming up. What's going on after that? I mean, this is going to be the end of your your tour. So this is technically your WrestleMania. Uh huh. Yes. Um, Queens is going to be a, a, you know, a big night for me, um, because it's the culmination of these 14 cities. I've been everywhere from, with this show, from Philly to, um, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Indianapolis, Chicago, Greensboro, Tampa, Orlando, Atlanta. I'm making this show all over the place. Um, and now because of the reaction, because people really love the show, I've been getting inquiries from, uh, promoters who want me to bring the show into their parts of the country. Mm-hmm. So uh, probably 2018, um, I will be doing that. Um, but, the, you know, I have inquiries from Texas, Virginia, Michigan. So uh, you know, we'll see. I wanted to get through this tour before I looked ahead. You know, and I'll continue to do guest ring announcing. Um, um and I will, uh, um, I also do some seminars on the business of pro wrestling and, uh, you know, go to conventions and signings and so forth. So I haven't set forth exactly what 2018 is going to bring, but, um, and if I go back to, the, I, I may go back to some of the cities that, uh, where the, you know, the show was exceptionally well received with a new edition of the show. Okay. But, um, yeah, so join me on this roller coaster on on Saturday because uh, we're going to have a good time at uh, Queens Theater. Yeah, you've been such an interesting person to talk to. If we wanted to follow you on this journey that you're going to be embarking on and continuing, where could we do that on social media? Um, the best place is um, my presence on Facebook, which is my initials, GMC, the number four, real, GMC for real. GMC. I think my, our host, Michael J. Putty, might enjoy that. He likes uh, his name and initials as well. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's Beyond Body Slams with GMC. That's Saturday, November 11th at 7.35. It's going to be at the Queen's Theater right in our backyard. Now, we've said it before. If you want the best pro wrestling action and the best stories... Just don't, you don't need to look far. It's right in your backyard. The Queen's Theater. You can get your tickets at www.campiwf.com. And just like you gave Jim Cornette the opportunity, I'll give you the opportunity to get your last words here on A Shot of Wrestling. Um, tickets for uh, Saturday's show. If you want to, it's a small 
uh, it's a small theater. It only seats 90, 90 people. So if you want to be sure that you don't get shut out, tickets can be found. Uh, there's a clickable link on my GMC for Real Facebook page, or you can go right to the ticketing site, which is eventbrite.com. That's B-R-I-T-E, eventbrite.com. Um, come on out Saturday. We're going to have a good time. We're going to celebrate being wrestling fans. You're going to learn, but it's not going to be like school learning. It's going to be fun. <laughs> We're going to have a good time. A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown here and here. All right, Michael J. Putty. So we've gotten to the show. Good interview. Thank you. I appreciate that. I knew that I don't was... know why I was a part of that because it's my genre. But it is. And I'm glad you uh, appreciated it. Uh, we should totally go to that show. Free tickets? Huh? Yeah, hook you up? Free tickets. You get him a shirt? GMC. Michael J. Putty wants to go. He wants some free tickets. Hit us up at a shot of wrestling. At Michael J. Um, I would totally pay for the tickets. It's not that bad. It's only $25 for a mission. $45 for a meet and greet. Oh, I'll not definitely bad. do that. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and it's right in our backyard. But we're here to talk about Raw and SmackDown Cheers and Heels, where we cheer what we like and we heal what we don't like. Any botches you want to fucking uh, heal? You want Any uh, pops you want to cheer? Yeah, I want to give you a good cheer to the champions of Monday Night Raw, Alexa Bliss and The Miz. I think they've been spotlighted so well, and they're actually being treated as champions, which if Brock Lesnar decides to show up from time to time, maybe he'll be given that same kind of treatment. can I say something? Yeah. Welcome to SmackDown 2016. (laughs) I mean, The Miz... What was he part of, like a four segment? Like he was on the whole show. And Alexa Bliss, her build for the match with Mickey James to the main event of the show. Smackdown was great. 2016. It was great. I think this they is. They were ex- the main event. Who was? Alexa, well, promoted Alexa Bliss, Mickey James. And oh, want- so you're saying Raw, um, Smackdown 2016 is now Raw 2017. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm. I wanted to go to bed early because i got no sleep on sunday but i wanted to see that match so i stayed up late mm. so didn't disappoint nice thanks another uh cheer will be for the return of joe stephanie mcmahon and nia Jax, where apparently oh, and this is kind of a heel at the same turn so maybe it's a chill they just overexposed it and it was all about the announcer saying oh, it's a night of returns I, I I did not like the night of return. Like, don't have to like over dramatize it. All right, Samoa Joe came back. Stephanie is back. Nia Jackson. I totally agree with that. I cheered Nia Jackson's return. I loved it. Of course, that's why I do. Yeah, which I we cheered I didn't think she was going to be coming back. Stephanie McMahon's return and her subsequent well promo. Well, well needed and right timing. Great. Um, face right into a heel promo. Yeah, I didn't cheer. Samoa Joe's promo. I, I didn't like the way he returned. It was like, like right. he returned and then he like stared down Nia Jax. Yeah, okay. Like, are they, are it are didn't they make like, sense. I think the team he, are they enemies? He could have made a Samoa bigger Samoa Joe, Nia Jax. 
check this out. If, I'm if, Samo- out. if Samoa Joe would have come, did come back this past mm-hmm. Monday, but then when Braun Strowman took care of the Misarage, came in and took out Braun Strowman, that would have been nuts. I would okay. have been like, holy shit, Samoa Joe is back. And he's back to fight the biggest dog in the house. Do you care he's back? I'm a big... Uh, I like Samoa yeah, Joe. And you're so a raw guy, so it's two birds, one stone. Do you I care? care? I care. Is he going to add to your show? Absolutely. Main event? Absolutely. Rumored to be against Miz for the IC title after Braun Strowman. Love it. Right. Love it. Um, let me go through my heels. I only have one for this past Monday night. Um, ah, can, 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 can you say it together? <laughs> Huh? Can you say it together? One, two, three. Bad Halloween Street fight. Angle. Oh. oh, okay. Right. No. <laughs> so obviously it wasn't the same. Um, but I have to say the uh, bad acting by Kurt Angle uh, when Daniel Bryan just showed up. We're on their siege. We're on their siege. They're coming. They're here in the walkie-talkie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then Daniel Bryan is just there. Chilling, right? Chilling. See, if I were going to, like, if you held the gun to my head, what to cheer, heal that, I would heal that because Daniel Bryan was on the phone with an iPhone with a white screen. Hmm. You know he's not on the phone. <laughs> They're using it for a backlight. And then he, hang, quote unquote, hangs up, even though the screen stays the same to get, quote unquote, attacked. His first air quotes a bump since retiring, but. Yeah, I can see what you're saying with that. It's weird. It, the whole it, segment came off weird. Yeah, it was very weird. I just think it was the the bad acting from Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if Daniel Bryan felt like he was barging in and ready to attack Kurt Angle and like was a little bit more aggressive, maybe. But yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. And, and, and then it just made me... That one moment just made me rethink the whole Monday Night Raw of him acting. Okay. Because then I was like, wait a second. Is he just bad acting now or was he bad acting through the whole thing? And then I think back and I think about the segment with Stephanie and I'm like, dude, this guy is not good. He just doesn't sell it to me. Just does not sell it to me. I'm ready for a new general manager. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a SmackDown guy. Okay. But you're missing a lot of cheers left. So keep going. Well, oh, fill me in. I'm done. Are you done with cheers? I'm done. You done with Raw? Yeah. Oh, man. It's well documented on this show. Yeah. If it's not, it's well documented in our friendship. Mm-hmm. Matt or Jeff, I'm a Matt Hardy guy since day one. And I'm a Jeff guy. Yeah. I love it's Jeff. weird how that happens, right? Yeah. Uh, I cheered Raw a couple weeks ago against Matt Hardy versus Braun Strowman because it wasn't a squash match. Mm-hmm. Matt held his own. I think you weren't there that episode. Uh, Matt held his own and did a great match with Braun Strowman. Right. So I cheered my man Matt putting on a good showing yet again against The Miz. That was a good match. Please, Vince. That's exactly what what uh, Gary Michael Capetta said. Did he? Yeah. That's right. He, he did. Told, right, yeah. He totally agreed that The Miz just well, had a killer match that's why on Raw. That's, why I should that's who it was with yeah. him. Please, Vince, I know you're listening. Don't wait for Jeff to come back. Do something with Matt. There's something there. I don't give a fuck if you wait for his fucking delete. Do you feel like that? It does feel that way. Like They're, they're waiting for it to They're clear, waiting. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's but you fucked up. You don't need it. You're the universe. 
Just change it. Who gives a fuck? Not me. Not you. I don't give a fuck. Do something with Matt because he can deliver. He has ever since Jeff has been injured. Please, please do something. Cheers. The Miz. Surprise? No. None. Surprise, yes. Clean victory. No interference by the Miseraj. No interference by anybody. It was a clean victory over Matt Hardy. Two cents? No? I have to agree with you. And it goes back to our conversation early in the night. Um, how, you know, it's, it really just takes one person to please just Vince McMahon. And as Vince McMahon yeah. likes you, you know? Like, obviously the Miz has has performed well enough that Vince McMahon believes in him to give him that clean victory. And I think uh, it's a shame that that Matt Hardy has won over the universe before he got back into the WWE mm-hmm. good graces, but yet has not been able to please this one guy. Yeah. Someone likes him, but it's not Vince. Yeah, it's a shame. Vince is a Jeff guy. He's always been a Jeff yeah. guy. I cheered this a couple weeks ago. I'm going to cheer it yet again. I hate to repeat myself. Kane's dominating showing yet again. The build of him being a monster is being very well done. Obviously, he's going to lead to him versus Braun Strowman somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. But him destroying Finn Balor last week and yet again this week and continuing his path of destruction, I am all in on that. Nice. I'll agree with that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I'm not chairs worthy, but I think yeah, I'm, yeah they're I'm doing a, King a good guy. job. They're doing. I'm going to heal yet again that Halloween street fight. It was a waste of my fucking time. <laughs> you know you were going to get it. That's why I didn't even bother to mention it. Question for you. It's like it's like Thanksgiving episode. You know you're going to get a food fight. Question for you. Go. There was Nia, oh, Nia Jax, I guess, is the only thing comparable. But does Oscar need to squash jobbers at this point? Um, everyone let's knows ta- who she let's is. Let's talk about that for a moment. because I, right. I, And I know I was going to bring this up now, which perfect segue to it. Asuka. Yeah, I think for some reason to me, she is a bigger star on Monday Night Raw than she ever was on NXT. I, I don't know if it's the way she's walking in with her mask, her robe, but for some I reason... I had her theme song stuck in my head all day. I, it didn't no. sell me on NXT. Maybe the ramp was too short, the stage was too small, and it needed that bigger stage for for that character to live in. Which goes against my point of like a couple times, but the Vaudevillians. Okay. Great, great intro. When it came to NXT. Yeah, because Big the, Fish, Small Pond. Yep. But came to the WWE. It didn't work out. No, but Asuka does. It's the other yeah, way around. Exactly, yeah. And as soon as Asuka came out on that pay-per-view, and then she came out on Raw, I just feel like her entrance was like, wow. Like, this is a superstar that should be on Monday Night Raw. It was great. And and I love also the fact well, that she wears a mask. And, and no, no, no. I think it works better on Raw. Um, yeah, because they need it. And I think that her mask also works to her benefit. It's the one thing. Like, put Shinsuke Nakamura in a mask. Because you can't feel, see his facial expressions. Because Asuka's rocking out to her music, too, yeah, in a way. Right. But because of her mass is shielding her expressions, it totally just falls right into place. Yeah, but Cheesecake doesn't need that. Cheesecake doesn't need to be yeah. an artist. He needs to go right in and be the the, the strong style wrestler that he is. That's right. that's on another podcast. 
But um, <laughs> but I thought, yeah, Asuka has been doing really great. And I don't think that she needed to go against Jobbers. But well, jobbers. you know what's interesting? I, I watched that match. My uh, aunt, who knows nothing about wrestling. Zia? <laughs> no, my aunt. Zia? Elsa. No, no. How do you pronounce Zia? Tito. Tita. In Spanish. Tia? My, my Tia. Is it Tia? Yeah, okay. Tia came in as I was watching wrestling, and she was like, um, oh, wow, who's this? I was like, oh, some woman wrestler, you know. Oh, she's Japanese because she took out her mask. Okay. And then she saw her beat the shit out of that other girl, and she was like, oh, why is she so mean? Get you a question? What? How does that mask stay on? Because uh, there's a gold chain that's mm-hmm. around her neck. That's what you're thinking about. But she... I'm looking at her cleavage. But then she pulls the mask off her face, but it's not attached to anything. How does it stay on? I don't know. One of life's mysteries, huh? I guess so. Tenth wonder in the world? (laughs) But uh, I'll give it to Asuka. Me too. Cheers cheers to Asuka. I'll I'll get cheers. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Smackdown, ready for Smackdown? Yeah, let's go. I'm going to cheers Rusev, man. I've been high on Rusev since day one. I drafted him during when you were away during our draft. I'm going to cheers him still, still running, even though it's months later. The whole Rusev Day thing. I think we should Rusev Day. I think we should celebrate Rusev Day next episode. We should celebrate Rusev Day. Great jingle too. Yeah, you should create. You should make a song for Rusev Day. Going to cheers the ruthless aggression of the new Sin Cara. Sin Cara's a joke. No one gives a fuck about Sin Cara until last week when he displayed this new aggression in him. It's not going to work right now, but it's definitely leading to somewhere. Right. Let's hope so. You know what SmackDown did you? No. Okay. No, 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 I did watch it. I'm going to cheers the New Day costumes, even though the majority of their audience have no clue who the fuck they were. (laughs) I got a voice. Uh, I got a text from a good friend of the show, former ho- co-host, The Voice, Escobar. Yeah, he's like, I, I, I get, I get Xavier Woods, Jimmy Hart, but who the fuck the other two are supposed to be? Oh, well, he's fucking brother of love, man. He loves you. Yeah, and the African Dream, Hakeem. <laughs> then I looked it up. The African Dream, the one man gang. It's the one. Yep. Born in South Carolina, a white man. <laughs> well, led to a big conversation about racism in WWE, but <laughs> it's a different show. But I thought it was good costumes. Even yeah, they did really well. Do you think they were well because not many people know who they were, or do you think they should have gone with more contemporary costumes? I think they were well for who they were. Because it's the new day. Know I, I don't think the mob was supposed to be. I don't think the new day could go wrong. With their costumes. Um, and the fact that Kofi Kingston blush was the first Face time I ever is. seen Red him skin. blush. Um, I thought that was funny. My one heel of SmackDown was going to be uh, my man Jim Hall's a new nickname. The Beastmaster. Terrible. Bullshit. Terrible nickname. So terrible. many other names you can think of. That's, oh, terrible. Terrible. That was terrible. Terrible. That was terrible. Terrible. You have anything to say about SmackDown? Um... No. No, okay. Some ratings. I got ratings for you for every day of the week. What does that mean? How? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Were they r- you ready to go? 
Okay. Monday. Monday Night Raw. Raw drew a 2.854 million, which is down yeah. from last week's 2.953 million. The show for second week in row lost a huge chunk of its audience between the first hour and third hour, 600,000. Ouch. Uh, you're yawning. I was waiting for you to finish yawning. Raw was number six for the night. Falling behind NFL and SPN. Rachel Maddow, Tucker Carlson, Hannity, and the Ingram Angle, which is a new show. So get used to that name, apparently. Raw was number four in the 18 to 49. Falling behind the NFL. Loving hip hop, which is back. Yeah. And Sports Center. Ready for Tuesday? Okay. Smackdown. Smackdown drew a 2.119, which is down. Ready for this? 21.9% from last week's 2.699. Wow. It's also the lowest number of Smackdown since mid-June. I wasn't impressed with it. Smackdown was number nine in viewership for the night, falling behind Richard Meadow. This story, Shepard Smith, special report, Brett Bear, Hannity, Tucker Carlson, the Ingram Angle, your world with Nika Vudo. The terror attack in New York dominated the news coverage on Tuesday evening. Apparently, everyone turned to Fox News for some fucking reason. SmackDown was number two in the night for the 18 to 49 demographic. Falling behind? Loving hip hop. That's Mondays. American oh, Horror Story. American Horror Story, damn it. We turn the calendar to Wednesday. Wait a second. I kind of, while we're talking about ratings on SmackDown, okay. I kind of feel like. The last two weeks, SmackDown hasn't been doing good, right? I agree with that. Do you think it's on purpose to build a attack from Raw and it becomes a big, wow, what the fuck happened on SmackDown? You know, like you got to come down. Well, some go back I read up. some reviews last week and this week. It was actually a deterrent because they expected a Raw rebuttal. But we, as I know... As you know, we're waiting for Roman Reigns to come back. They're not going to attack SmackDown without their the faces raw. So Roman Reigns, we're waiting for Roman Reigns to come back. Understood. Well, he'll come back before Summer, uh, Survivor Series. Let's hope so. So we'll see what happens with that. Can't believe I'm saying that. Let's hope so. Roman Reigns comes well, back. The face of runs a place. Who's the bigger face in Raw? It's Roman Reigns. Bra- the Miz. Braun Strowman. Braun. The building. Braun Strowman. Wednesday, I what's Wednesday? This season premiere of Total Divas with the debut oh, of Charlotte, not Charlotte, uh, Carmella, Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss, and Nia my girl Jax. Nia Jax. Mm-mm-mm. What do you think of this show? I liked it. Uh, last season on Total Divas, I recorded every episode. Didn't you watch know- a single one until. Like reported like four months ago. Uh, four and weeks it's ago. It's really hard for for fans to kind of get. Tied back into a season when they change stars. I don't and, think so. And but I thought that Total Divas premiered as a behind the scenes look at these women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he had there was a lot. Trinity. You know what was interesting? There was a lot of WWE content, like wrestling content, on that first episode. But where usually what, Total Divas is more about the relationships that they have anymore. with themselves behind think, the ring. I think I mentioned this during last season. It's it's now totally kayfabe. You had Trinity, Natty. If I had to heal something about um, Total Divas, yeah. I would have to deal heal 
the Trinity and Jonathan storyline. Because okay. totally it scripted? was so scripted. Well, so scripted that it was like even like, oh, man. I don't, I don't want to watch it because you guys are beyond scripted that it feels fake. Don't remember like his name. Fake. Don't remember his name, but there was a former W employee who said that 90% of that show is scripted. It is, but but don't make it feel my, scripted. And my that thing, segment, their storyline felt so scripted. My thing is during the first few seasons, it was Trinity and they're all real names. Right. Now you have Lana. You had Eva Marie. Now you have Nia Jax, yeah. Alexa, Alexa Bliss, Bliss, Carmella. They're not their real names, right? But they're staying in character, yet showing their real personal side. It's very they got, weird. They got to be very careful. That he has to be very careful with that. But the season premiere, I'm a really hoping. Well, I liked uh, Ms. Uh, apparently, Night uh, Maurice took Nia Jax's commentary the wrong way. Do you think she did? Yes. Yeah, I'd agree too. And then the Miz said, "Well, like you were the champion when the women had two minutes to tell a story, and you did it facts well, facts." And that was like, "Fuck the Miz, man! Can I marry the Miz?" <laughs> I mean, because I feel sh- my life shitty. I feel shitty about myself sometimes. I need to marry the Miz to feel better <laughs> about myself. He just sold that shit to his wife in a matter of minutes. It was like. Yeah, Maurice did uh, do great for, sure. for the women division. For sure. Yeah, I did not expect that until I saw that divi- uh, yeah. episode. But see, shit like that—that that wasn't scripted. But your that wife, your scripted. wife watches Total Divas, right? She does. Nothing else. Did uh, she watch wrestling? Yeah, uh, she watches Total Bellas. Well, that's a different story. But did she watch? Uh, she hasn't yet. Oh, we yeah. usually DVR the episodes. Uh, I'm, I watched it. And um, I'm, I'm inter- excited about the season. I'm interested to see what she thinks. I'm excited to see what they go with Nia Jax and uh, Carmella and how Carmella with Big Cass mm. and Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax's relationship. Yeah. Which I mentioned during I think, the whole I, I think draft. Alexa Bliss, I, I'm ready to see an Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax spinoff. So I, I like their relationship. Yeah. They're, they're, you weren't here. You weren't here. They're gelling so well. Like you were here for the It was you. Yeah. It's Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss were best friends next yeah. team, and I was like, and I was surprised they split them up during the initial draft. Now that they're back on the same show, I'm excited to see where this goes because they're best friends, truly. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Now I mentioned earlier that um, the first episode of Total Divas is a lot oh, wait, of can wrestling. You for a second? Okay. Brie Bella, your girl, Brie Bella, great rack. Now. Great cleavage. <laughs> Great cleavage. Now, pregnant, yeah. now that she's breastfeeding. She's such a pervert. Bernie Joe, a beautiful baby. <laughs> I, mean, we, I haven't talked about this since, but it's a cute baby. Yeah. yeah. She's a cute baby. Um, back to my point about Total Divas and focusing a lot on the wrestling of the WWE instead of the relationships of what's going outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would be good for the E to use this this vehicle, this this platform of Total Divas to tell more of their storylines. Like, for example, they were t- on the first season, spoiler alert, they were talking about the women doing the Money in the Bank ladder match. I felt a lot more invested. Like, I wish I saw this episode and then I saw Money in the Bank. Which I think they're expecting most wrestling fans' girlfriends to be invested in. But then... 
if you're watching Money in the Bank, you're not going to want to go back and be like, oh, I wonder what the backstory between Money in the Bank was. Tell which, it to fucking Becky. <laughs> which is what I I feel like. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I feel like they need to go and, and kind of tie well, they, in. They can't because so far. It's production, event, right? Yeah. It's it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But if they could, it'd be, it'd be great. Yeah, it like, could, but they can't. But that whole Money in the Bank, who wins? We're doing this for a reason. Is to draw the girlfriends, the casual viewers, into that storyline. Not me and you. Not your. Not your wife, who's a diehard wrestling fan. That's what they're doing. All right. I'm sorry. We in, we but look like a great way. season coming up. I'm, yeah. look, I'm looking forward to it's it. It's exciting. Last season, I fell behind. I watched the whole season in like two days. I hopefully won't do that this year. I'll keep you abreast every week. Please. I'm interested on the reports on the ratings. Yeah. But uh, what happened Thursday? The season premiere of Total Divas drew a 556,000. Last season's premiere drew a 724,000. Way down. Yeah. However, it did finish 33rd overall for cable for the night on Wednesday. We got Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Ready for Thursday? Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thursday Impact drew a 275,000, which is up. From last week's 231,000 as they build toward Bound for Glory. No comment? No. All right. Ready for Friday? Okay. What's on Friday? Last Friday, Michael J. Putty drank a half a bottle of Jack Daniel Honey, which is up for the previous week's one-fourth <laughs> bottle of Jack Honey. So he's making progress. He's making progress. So you got your week's Wow. Ratings. I love that. Thank you. I'm here for it. No, didn't expect it. That's great. Uh, go home thoughts. Go home thoughts. Anything else? Yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, go, go home thoughts. thoughts. Let, let me start. Go home thoughts. All right, go I think, ahead. I think you got more than I do. My weekly Nikki Bella report. Okay. Nikki, it was Halloween themed this weekend, Dancing with the Stars. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, right? She received a 24 out of 30 for her dance. Then they broke them up to two teams of four for a team dance. Her team received a 24 out of 30 for that dance as well. Those two scores were added to their final score. It came down to Vanessa Lachey and Nikki Bella in the final two. Vanessa Lachey. That's a nice piece of ace. Oh, totally. I watched Dancing with the Stars later on in the week. But something told me Monday night. Let me watch this now. Clear mm. my DVR. Don't waste my talking time. Yeah. Well, came on the Vanessa Lachey and Nikki Bella to the final two. I'm happy I watched because it was a surprise double elimination. No more oh Nikki my Bella. God, no. Both way. of them were eliminated. My question to you is now: What do I watch from eight to nine on Monday oh my nights? Gosh, like, no more Gotham. No more Dancing with the Stars. I'm sorry, Michael. J. I'm not watching Raw live. Fuck that. So. Starting to get Bella, I will watch you on the finale. I don't know what to do now. Wow. You asked me a couple weeks ago what she went. I said no because she she won. You're no. so sad. Is that it's um, here? Yeah. No, oh fuck you. no, it's not. It's allergies. Oh. Sorry, Michael J. Putty. Anyway, move on. That's what I fucking uh, Anyway, your go home thoughts. Monday Night Raw had a, has a show coming up. It's going to be uh, 25 years. 25th anniversary, anniversary yeah, at the Barclays Center and Manhattan Center. Manhattan Center. Tickets sold out like I didn't even get a chance. Yeah, we tried. Dude. 
Because we want to go. God. Fuck the Barclays. No, we were up we go there. We've been there. The yeah. Done that. We've never been to Manhattan Center. No. So we tried, and they sold out right quick. Dude. Thank you, fucking robots. Thank you, robots. <laughs> whatever the fucking language No, you no talk. twos. It's 1001101001. Zero, zero, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I was there at 10 a.m. I was there, I, and nothing, nothing came up. Such a shame. Such. So eBay and StubHub and. Such a shame, man. So sad. So what do I got to look forward to? I got to look forward to a shot of wrestling being the official podcast for Brie Combination Wrestling Presents Final Judgment. If you haven't gotten tickets yet, go and get them. There's a Groupon available. It's only $10 general admission. Do we have to pay? Do I have to pay for 10 bucks? Michael J. Putty, support. I'm talent, really? I'm talent, really? Listen. I'll make this clear right now on the show. I am in no way expecting to get a free ride into the Elks Lodge. All right. I am not talent. I do support indie wrestling. And these guys are working their ass off to provide a great show for us. I do not mind paying my $10, my $15, my $20. I think I I cap it at 25 (laughs) that. I would pay for for an indie show, but um, yeah, and I'm there. I'm re- I'm ready to spend some money on buying some new T-shirts. I need a new new shirt. So who's gonna get my money? Who's gonna get it? I don't know. We're gonna find out when BCW presents Final Judgment. The Green Man will be live from the world's famous Elks Lodge on November the 10th. The Green Man will be on Facebook Live. So keep on our tabs and keep on all of our social medias for. What will be going on on November 10th? We may start as early as 6 o'clock. I know bell time is at 8, but we may be getting interviews with wrestlers before they get into the locker rooms. We may be getting interviews with fans while they're waiting online. We may give you a reveal of the wrestling ring and what will be going on before the doors open. Who knows? We have early access to this show, and there is a lot which you heard already, so I will not even bore you by giving you the rest of the card. Uh, for once. It, it is all great. We've already spotlighted a lot of the wrestlers on our show, and we're just looking forward to being fans and enjoying some great wrestling right in our backyard. Sounds good. By the way, the, it's Teddy Biasi's movie, The Price of Fame, is debuting on November 7th in local theaters. So make sure if you're in New It's York. a big West wrestling weekend. It's yeah, a, it's I don't a big know if one. it's going nationwide or just here in New York, but check it out on thepriceoffame.com. And like I've said before, if you want to make it a big wrestling weekend, include November 11th for this big one-man show where Gary Michael Capetto will be talking all about his stories behind the scenes of his career in announcing for WWF WCW, NWA, Ring of Honor. He was there. I mean, he mentioned it earlier. He was there when Daniel Bryanson was there with CM Punk, was there with Samoa Joe. Like, these were stars that are now. Like, Brian that, Danielson. Brian Danielson. Took me a couple seconds, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it. this is why we support indie wrestling, because the stars are tomorrow, are right here, and they will be here on a shot of wrestling. Um, follow us on all of our handles. So that is 
A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and A Shot of Wrestling on Instagram. Shot of Wrestling, no A on Twitter. Because why? Because this show is from the fans, like your WWE fan, Michael J. Putty, your indie fan, (laughs) WWE Green Man. Man. You should change that because you're not a WWE guy anymore. Hey, until the day that I get a cease and desist from the (laughs) WWE, I will still be the WWE Green Man. (laughs) Okay. Um, And we're here. This is our last episode before the BCW, so we don't know what's going to happen next week. We don't know what we're going to present to you. So we'll see what happens. Stay tuned to episode 90. Wow. Big 9-0. 10 away. As we present BCW's final judgment. So that's all I got. So for the Green Man, for Gary Michael Capetta, I have been your host, Michael J. Putty, until the Elks Lodge on November 10th. Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody.